from seventh to first in the final event, you are a champion. And Oleksiak has done it! The girl from the six has got six Olympic medals! The substitute for Canada just about gets it through. It's a glory gold for Canada. Happy lifting, goes up to Graham, takes the lead, looks a winner, draws away from Graham and Mary. This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. What a legend. It is off the podium as we are here to recap the majority of week one of the Pan Am Games 2023 from Santiago, Chile, otherwise known as Juegos de Panamericanos, um, Santiago, Chile, (laughs) something like that. Uh, And we have our regular panel here, plus I'm sure we will have a surprise drop-in phone call from somebody driving to work who's going to be charged with distracted driving if it happens. So get ready to contact the authorities if they call in. Uh, But this has been an exciting week where I've been able to watch some coverage and catch up on the opening ceremonies about four or five days late. Uh, My name is Colin, by the way, and of course I'm joined by Pan American enthusiasts, Ben Waterworth, who's awaiting his child to come home. Late at night, who's experiencing his first bit of parenthood, Tay? Careful how you mention me and children coming home. That's, <laughs> there's some legalities around that. Thank you for having me. I feel like I'm the biggest expert on Santiago, Chile during the week. When the website decides to work, I'm able to watch stuff from Santiago, <laughs> Chile. But I'm glad to say that right now it's working, and I'm thoroughly enjoying watching rocks and waves and dots in the water, otherwise known as surfing. Ooh, the, the the popular sport of surfing that has yet to be carried on any Canadian coverage. Uh, also joining us from surfing capital of Ben's current town, Sydney. Ben's not invited to surfing, but he is because uh, he's Suriname surfing expert, Jared Lubick. Thanks. It's uh, it's good to be back. I'm glad that you led with um, some coverage. I think... Um... That makes me feel better about my limited coverage and two minutes of opening ceremony highlights. So I'm excited (laughs) to have a whole lot to share this episode. People are so happy to listen to this week's episode. They've seen the title. They've gone Pan Am's coverage. This is great. I've been waiting for this with all three hosts who might have watched something during the week. (laughs) Well, we'll talk a little bit about the coverage or lack of coverage that we're getting. uh, And maybe our surprise drop in will have something to add. But (laughs) <laughs> Let, let's start with the, the two minutes of opening ceremony coverage that you got because uh, I guess it was what on Saturday the day after the opening ceremonies aired where Ben and I were recording for another podcast that does not win awards with good reason and he said oh you know I was only able to watch the highlights and I said of course the one who actually had proper coverage oh yeah that was yesterday uh, <laughs> so I had to take the week to slowly go over the opening ceremonies I've got a couple things to add but there was at least one very amusing thing that uh, you picked up on, Ben. Yeah, like, and it, I, the thing that I'll say is, like, uh, it, it's tricky, I guess, from our part of the world, and I guess I didn't really look at the timing to watch it and everything. Um, and I thought that this lovely website of panamsportschannel.org would have replays. You know, we used to bag out 7 Plus and all these kind of things where it's just like, oh, you missed something, you can just go back and replay it. And after a few things, you'd get it on board and you'd watch it. I can't seem to navigate this damn website half the time to be able to find anything. And then I eventually found two minutes worth of highlights on the Olympic channel page. Cause obviously technically the Pan Ams are under the Olympic banner. So, you know, the Olympics are able to run things. So that's where I found it tricky, but yeah, from what I could see, it was, 
it was very interesting the highlights package they decided to show because the cultural things looked interesting, showing off Chile. It definitely was a very Commonwealth Games-esque, you know, off-Broadway style production. But the angles of, like, the cultural displays were shot in front of the crowd where obviously there was nobody seated. So for the mm-hmm. majority of it, I'm watching this going, was this just held in, like, a local theatre in Santiago? <laughs> But then they did like the long shot over the stadium with the fireworks and it was a fairly large stadium. So I'm like, okay, well, there you go. That looks cool. But then they'd keep cutting back to these shots here and there. And I'm like, okay, that looks a bit silly, but sure. Then all of a sudden they're like, okay, here are some of the the flag bearers. And I'm sure you can mention Canada's flag bearers uh, when you talk. Um, But then my favorite was like the cauldron. So obviously like with the Commonwealth Games that Jared and I used to, we have the Queen's Baton, something that I've. Proudly carried. I've carried the Queen's message. Well, now the King's baton. You have touched it. I was the reason why the Queen died, basically, because I touched (laughs) something that she touched and then ultimately went on it. So we're the King's baton in a couple of years, of course. But for the Pan Ams, you obviously have a similar thing like the torch, like the Olympics. So, you know, do-do-do-do-do, runners coming into the stadium, looking all great, looking all happy. They're proud to be carrying the torch. Then the two people... We get to this cauldron. I'm looking at this going, oh, like, we've got an epic cauldron. Like, there we go. It's not just a freaking torch that you're just going to put in a crane and lift up a la Beijing. Like, I'm like, oh, we're finally getting back to some, like, massive old school cauldron. Giant golden thing. These two torchbearers go to light it. Now, they're literally touching the flame at, like, the tip of the cauldron, which nobody can see this right now that I'm explaining because this isn't fully video unless this is a social (laughs) clip. Hello. And then essentially they, they clip there. They're about three metres away from the centre of the cauldron where the flame goes. There's no, like, liquid or anything that is signifying that this is going to, like, light. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden somebody in the background is going, Shit, John, press the button. Light the flame. Turn it on. Woof. Flame. Yay. Pan Am Games. Da, 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 da. It was terrible. Um, I mean, yeah. better than Beijing, but let's be honest, you and I could <laughs> fart lighter lighter right now and it's a better cauldron. But I was at Sydney Olympic Park the other day on quite a warm day and Kathy Freeman, I was underneath the big cauldron from Sydney that Kathy lit, hot day. They turned a fountain on that bloody thing. There's water pouring <laughs> from it. There's kids running around. They're celebrating the hot day. That's 23 years later and that thing still looks more spectacular than this. I know it's only the Pan Ams and not the Olympics, but Thomas barks out during the week going, hey, let's bid for the Olympics in Chile. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no, get your fucking cauldron white and then maybe we can talk. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple things to add on that. Uh, Jared, you're nodding as if you uh, you caught the same part of the replay and had the same opinion. Full agreement. I feel like the, the torch relay highlights, it started out with uh, like, I don't know, somebody who looked like they're walking through like a prison gate. Like it it looked really, uh, I don't know, like barbed wire metal fencing. I'm like, surely we could have like, I don't know, run a plant over that or something like that. Um, But I agree. Like they, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is going to be like, where's like the gunpowder trail from National Treasure that's going to like light up this cauldron. (laughs) Nah, so far away. And then obviously someone else has switched on the middle of it. Uh, so, like, what's the point of the flame? I was gl- glad that we got some uh, tennis representation yeah, uh, in the torchbearers. I was very uh, pleased with that. Um, but, yeah, just I was thinking exactly the same thing as you, Ben. Like, it was such an impressive-looking cauldron. I'm like, yes, it's got the scale, it's got the grandeur, and then just the lighting itself was such a letdown. Just like off the podium. It's got promise, it's potential. <laughs> People see the words Olympic podcast. They're like, wow, this is going to be great. And they're like, oh, that really was disappointing. 
I mean, even our fourth host doesn't want to be here today. Is he a host now? I thought he was just a special guest. <laughs> well, a promotion after a week? Come on, Noah, hurry up. You could be a host as well, it seems. All these people who don't know anything about sport can show up. We get Kristen on. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the first thing I noticed as soon as the parade of athletes started was the bad placement of where they're coming out because yeah. uh, there there are a couple of overhead shots of the stadium and it was sold out and it's a big stadium, but you wouldn't know it by watching the ceremonies for a couple of reasons. One, it's very darkly lit. Like, I, I don't know, maybe there was a better way that they could have actually lit the stadium because it's only really visible in those overhead shots when you have fireworks going off and everything. But then the second part is you have the section where all the athletes sit and that's where they chose to have their camera focus for almost the entire ceremony, especially when the athletes are coming out. And even after all the nations have come out, even after Chile's out there and they've got their their swimmer and their, uh, I don't know what the other guy was, volleyball or something like that, and they're, everybody's cheering and the president's clapping, can't wait to get to that. Uh, we, we have them filing in and they're still filing in like as the cultural displays start over again. So you you basically never get to see this thing completely full because of where they chose to place this camera. It was just really bad production on that part. Uh, but yeah, the cauldron lighting was just, I, I, I don't want to knock it too much because there's a couple of interesting things about it, but the, yeah, the actual lighting of the cauldron was horrible. <laughs> uh, but the cool part about it is that you have all the athletes passing from one to one. And it was, uh, it was that tough, what five time Olympic swimmer who was the, the flag bearer for Chile, who's the first one to enter the stadium. And then you kind of go, one to the other and they're passing it off. And then the last two it gets to are these, uh, the, the, I guess technically the last two it gets to are those two tennis stars. And then you get the, the I'm going to say the oldest person to ever light a flame, period. <laughs> Which that may have been your first mistake because she also is the shortest person to ever light a flame. Uh, and I, I found it yesterday, but I've already forgotten what sport she was in. All I remember was that she was a silver medalist for Chile in 1951. Oh. This lady is 91 years old. Bless her. Now... I, I'm putting up there right now. She's the star of this opening ceremony just for surviving, for having a pulse at the end of it. She's <laughs> but, hanging on to life, Colin, to carry a cauldron into the opening ceremony of the Pan Am Games. I mean, but did she carry the cauldron in? Because if you if you the watch it, the two, the, the two torches, yeah, but the, the, the tennis stars, they basically hand it to her and then they steady her hands as her hands are like trying to grip it and they're moving her hands down like, no 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 down here down here this is like and they're basically where they're basically like, hey you're in a wheelchair you can't yeah. touch it we're gonna keep running past you <laughs> yeah now we know why they didn't give it to rick hansen in calgary they're afraid he wouldn't be able to grip it i guess uh but after she's finally got the grip that they have actually sent her her hands on she's basically being supported by these two men up to the flame as if they're they're carrying her and then they get there and maybe because they didn't realize oh this lady's like four foot nine i don't know if she's gonna be able to reach the center she gets it in there and then it's basically zoomed in and it's like no closer and you see it slowly slowly inching closer until it's suddenly like that's as close as you get hit the button hit the button uh yeah it was it was a disaster as far as the lighting of the cauldron goes but they got a 90-year-old woman literally almost carried up to the torch to light it, which kind of makes up for it in my mind. For Fernando Gonzalez, Nicholas Masu, and Lucy Lopez is her name. Lucy Lopez, that's who it now, was. Now, this is no disrespect to the great Chilean Lucy Lopez. I, I bless her cotton socks for being 91 and doing that. But she's 91, let's be honest. She's, she's closer to the end than she is at the beginning. What better way to go out in life than like, Light me on fire, guys. 
Serve me into the cauldron. Woof. Human sacrifice. Pan Am Games. Make the news. Thomas Barks in the crowd. It would have woken him up. Um, I mean, like, again, I'm not being disrespectful to her legacy, but, like, wouldn't, like, if I'm 91 and I'm an esteemed Chilean Pan Am's representative, what a way to go. Like, I mean, how is she going to die old age? Like, I mean, you remembered? There'll be a trivia question in, like, 30 years' time on who wants to be a millionaire, who was a human sacrifice who opened the Pan Am Games. Like, I thought that's perfect. That's more Are we memorable. sure she's not competing next week? No, hey, Bas yeah. Pelota hasn't started yet. So, um, you know, is she an artistic uh, roller skating? You know what? Th- this is the best thing about it. This four foot nine woman was Chile's first female medalist in high jump of all things. Oh, well, she could. Perfect. She could have, yeah, high jump into it. Just drop the torch as you're flying over. Oh, Lucy. <laughs> Where did we on. miss out? I. I found an article right here where they actually talked to. Sorry, I I, I said ninety one. She's ninety three years Noah's old. Noah showed up, by the way. So I just, Noah, you know, Noah, I, we could have had Burning Woman here. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this ninety three year old woman, uh, she was the first medalist that they had from Chile. Nineteen fifty one Buenos Aires Games. She won the silver medal with a jump of one point four five meters. That's about I don't know ten times her height. I think. Uh, which is incredible. I want to see this. I found one picture yesterday of her uh, doing the high jump, and it, I don't. I, don't, I honestly don't think she. You know how some old people will shrink with age. Uh, she's not shrunk. She was Always like four foot high. nine <laughs> back then. Uh, but uh, th- these are some of the things that uh, she she mentioned in her thing. So first of all, about just being given the honor, she says, "I have never expected recognition. This whole year has been a surprise. It is exciting." Uh, this already, I'm surprised she got through six sentences just for this interview. Uh, she said, at the moment, this is talking about uh, all the media attention. The only thing I asked was to have strength and do it well because the torch was very heavy. Now we know why the tennis guy said, like, no, 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 hold it. No, you're dropping it. You're dropping it. Uh, the idea was for me to be alone, but I couldn't. Poor people felt so responsible. They squeezed me, she added. Of course, they're squeezing you. Do you have a pulse? Is she cold yet? <laughs> Uh, talking about our tennis stars here, they both have a love, plus the stage was moving, and I was terrified of acting crazy. She was terrified of acting crazy. Like, this stage is moving. Oh, like, what, she's going to start flailing her arms, trying to high jump, somersaulting? Like, where is this crazy behavior going to come from? Uh, on Thursday, we rehearsed until 1.30 at night, so I did so much strength with my legs to remain firm that on Friday, I woke up sore. I couldn't get up. Remedies? I didn't drink anything. I just drank. So I think she has kind of gone crazy all of a sudden because she says her remedy was to not drink anything. She just drank. Uh, she is as loaded as Noah right now. I mean, that's a real problem. I feel like uh, she needs to uh, blame on the translation, surely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Lost in translation. Um, but yeah, this woman is a star. Uh, I'm putting up right now. I don't care if she's not competing in an event. What what she did through the physical ordeal to survive her legs being sore the next day, to survive drinking and not drinking, to survive not going crazy. Ben, you just missed it. I'm going to fill I you in. I heard like you talking about this woman for ages, so I'm clearly missing this epic interview or something. Summarizing, like she basically said that uh, she couldn't hold the torch because it was too heavy when they did the rehearsals. So they 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 squeezed her. They literally are pinching her, I guess. They're holding it up. She had the stage moving so she said she was afraid she was going to start acting crazy which i would love to know what this is going to be 
Uh, she then went on to say that because of all the strength she had to use in her legs just for the rehearsal the night before, she woke up the next day and her legs could barely move. And her remedy was to not drink anything. So I drank a lot. <laughs> So basically you're saying she was senile, so we could have thrown her in the bloody cauldron and she could have, like, gone human sacrifice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. This could have been the immolation of Lucy Lopez. Can you <laughs> share, share this link? I want to I want to read this. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to throw it in our chat here. And uh, her. Yeah, Jared believes that this is something lost in translation because nothing which she really says makes sense, but I'm saying right now she is the star of the opening ceremony. She's probably the star of the games. This is the greatest physical achievement in the history of Pan Am sports. That's my wow. that's my take on this. Okay. I agree. I mean, it's all I've seen in the Pan Am. So that's out of a few <laughs> highlights. Two minutes was great. So um, uh, a couple other things just to catch up on the, the ceremonies. Um, there, there was only one commentary moment. We, we actually did get CBC commentary of uh, this. And uh, when Bermuda came out, they basically did it like it was a modeling runway. And it's like, and dressed in their fashionable signature stylish Bermuda shorts, the nation of Bermuda. Uh, of course, they're going to call it the Bermuda shorts, so, which I guess is going to be our Jamaica, who I want to take you? Sadly, no, no. So this is only our second best Bermuda thing, just uh, pointing out the Bermuda shorts. Uh, and then the other great thing about this opening ceremonies, uh, aside from Lucy Lopez surviving, is uh, the Chilean president seated next to Thomas Bach. Now, I sent you combined about 12 to 15 seconds of video, which basically encompasses the entire parade of nations. A country comes out, they cut to Chilean president, which people listening to this episode aren't going to get it, but this is the most enthusiastic politician I've ever seen. He's literally carrying a baby the whole time, bouncing up and down. Yeah, he basically looks like girl on spring break. Whose you know? baby was it? I'm going to hope it's his. Um, <laughs> it's not Thomas Box because Thomas Bach was very uncomfortable being seated next to the man with the baby because not only is he not sitting next to him, they have like an entire seat separating them. And then he's still the stiffest man you've ever seen. This is no joke. 30 to 40 minutes of the Parade of Nations and the three clips that I sent you was the only thing Thomas Bach did. It was stone cold expression with the most artificial looking smile you've ever seen and steady clap. At least he didn't talk. I mean, that should be a blessing in disguise. Well, I wonder if he did. I, I wonder if he did because, I mean, I skipped most of the speeches because they had no translation for most of the time. The commentators every once in a while be like, and they're talking right now about the economy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking Spanish. That's a language that originated in Spain. I believe this is the language of Lucy Lopez of Chile. <laughs> but I, I like the fact, though, that um, I was reading a bit about Thomas Bach during his visit to Chile, to Santiago. And uh, I'm reading an article here. It's our good friends over at InsideTheGames.biz. And uh, the headline is, Bach encourages Chile to bid for the Olympics after attending Santiago 2023. Yeah. So they're, they're going into this whole big spill. And uh, I want to read some of the quotes that uh, Thomas Barker said that basically implies that Chile should bid for the Olympics. The athletes are very happy with this village, and that's the most important thing. Not what I or anyone else thinks. We have nothing to complain about. Everything has been working well. You see a very functional village. Volunteers are very efficient and friendly. Now skip over a few things here because then he basically says, My advice would be once that we finish these games successfully they should begin to set the next goal. And among them could be the Olympic Games or other events of this nature. And then Chile's are like, hey, Olympics, we can get them. Thomas Mark's Thomas bored. He's just like, yeah, 
Really works. Volunteers do their well, job and they could host other things like the Olympics. I don't know if he's entirely sure where he was. Um, I, I will say that uh, that might be the happiest he's ever looked. Uh, close. <laughs> Still, it's kind of scary to watch him. Jared, uh, you, you appreciate Thomas Bach like the next man. Uh, do you like the 12 seconds that you saw, which is basically the 40 minutes that we saw? I just think he needs a bit more energy, you know? He's slowing <laughs> down the whole Jared. thing. He Come sat on. down in the last um, 10 minutes. Yeah, that was the best part. <laughs> now he's accepting like things being like, if the bar is just adequate for the Olympics, wow, we've, we've, we've dropped the ball at some point. Like, yeah, adequate. We should host there. What's he saying about <laughs> Brisbane all the time? Okay, so just a couple of corrections, by the way. Thomas Park, Olympic champion fencing. We've got to say that about 18 oh, times, yeah, sorry. I think, throughout that. But he's near retirement age. I mean, he's only got one more Olympics left in him. So never tends to Commonwealth Games. I know they're not under the IOC banner, but it's the closest that we have in this part. Has he gone to the Pacific Games? In a month or two, he's, he's off to Uruguay. He's going to celebrate the Uruguayan Olympic Committee's 100th anniversary and apparently making him an honorary citizen of Uruguay. So he's, you know, getting ready to compete in the, the next Olympic sport of rhythmic clapping. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, little happy little chap. Uh, 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 you know, <laughs> can, I, can I ask you just quickly, the, uh, the Canadian flag bearers, um, oh, yeah. The beach volleyball. Uh, so one of them was the the world champions at Australia beat a couple of years ago in Tokyo, uh, Melissa Humana Paredes, and another one, Brandy Wilkinson, who's uh, obviously a new pairing with Melissa. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's also a, a reigning world champion silver medalist. So are these like big deals in Canada now that uh, yeah. beach volleyball players? Because, again, you don't have beaches, so I guess this is a big thing. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, going into Tokyo, like the expectations were very high for us in beach volleyball, and it didn't quite work out. You're welcome. This is sort of like... Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome too. We're going to get to uh, somebody that you we disappointed in a little bit too. But uh, uh, yeah, this is a typical Canadian thing. It didn't work out. Let's take our person from our A pair with our person from our B pair, throw them together. Uh, the, the biggest news surrounding this is actually uh, Melissa uh, Humana Paredes because she's Chilean born. So I think that might've been one of the big reasons they decided to pick her as the flag bearer. Uh, but uh, I, I got to watch them play yesterday. They were doing well. They're off to a decent start, I guess. I think they're on to the semifinals did, did Jamie now. appreciate you watching beach volleyball? Uh, I don't know, but it, did, did I seem distracted to you and Noah? Because I was watching what we were recording last night. So. Well, there you go. You, you can probably hear me, but uh, that, that probably makes sense. Play my bad bond rankings on distraction from beach volleyball. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they got to be our flag bearers. I didn't get to see Jordan Childs, though. I mean, I, I don't know when the United States came out. I, maybe I zoned out a couple times. Again, like the stadium was kind of dark and there was there was a very big lack of color in the opening ceremonies. Uh, if Noah were here, you'd take that differently, but, but like, <laughs> you, had, you want me to the, get him on? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you have the athletes coming out and like, even, even a lot of the, the, the choices, like maybe I've been spoiled to be watching these older opening ceremonies, like Calgary and uh, even some of the crazy things that we saw for um, uh, what was a Lillehammer. I'm like, oh, I just want a little bit of personality out of some of these countries. Well, I just want to add on the personality just with the other flag bearers. I'm looking through all the sports that were re- represented. Now, again, like, um, you know, we love the diversity of some of these sports that aren't Olympic sports or are never going to be Olympic sports. And the same with the Commonwealth Games. Like, okay, like the big name athletes are from these big sports that are going to be the Olympics. But I'm, 
you know, give these athletes who don't get to go to an Olympics an opportunity to carry a flag, right? So I'm looking through here. You've got your, well, there's an archer. Good for them. Athletics, badminton, beach, volleyball. Okay, great. whoop de freaking do basketball. No basketball athletes. Just wrong. <laughs> uh, there's at least two racquetball athletes. So Bolivia, uh, Conrado Moscasco for uh, racquetball, and Costa Rica had Andreas Acuna for racquetball. Good for them. I'm glad of that. Sports climbing. I mean, that's an Olympic sport now. But uh, my favorite here. Uh, from the Dominican Republic, Robert Pagosi, water skiing. Now, Robert is a legend of the sport, gold medalist back in Lima in the slalom. He's done all right here in the uh, the Pan Ams in Santiago. Got a silver. He couldn't quite defend his uh, Pan Am goal from four years ago, but he got the silver behind American Nate Smith. So I'm just saying props to you, Dominican Republic, for uh, thinking, I mean, Jared, you'd have to agree with that, surely, that, like, all these other athletes, glory hogs. Give it to the, the Basquelettes and the, the artistic roller skaters. Come on. 100%. This is their one chance. Everyone else, save it for the Olympics, you know? Yeah. Do do better and, and try and get a spot at the Olympics. But, yeah, I think, yeah, give it to the sports that this is their only their only option. This is this is their Olympics, some of those sports. Yeah, looking through this, I mean, you see a lot of representation of swimming, athletics, boxing. Um, Argentina put up one from rugby sevens, one from canoeing. So Argentina is representing diversity here. Uh, a couple from sailing, Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, Barbuda, how do you pronounce that? Jamaica, uh, who I want to take you. Who I want to take you. They, <laughs> they put up sailing, so did Belize. Uh, racquetball from Bolivia. Uh, two countries represented shooting. Now, we know one of them is the United States. Uh, any guesses to what the second country that said a shooter was? Oh. San Marino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they joined the Pan Pacific, did they? Oh, good for them. Um, Bar- Barbados sent oh. badminton and shooting. I think those are like two pol- – I don't know if you could find a more polar opposite sport from shooting than badminton. I just – can uh, I – Can I, I love that we're, we're about to have our special guest join us. Not, not Noel. He's off over there. Uh, but I do love here that the, the, the Wikipedia article, right, because they've got the – you know, their – flag bearers and most countries have dual flag bearers and generally i guess it's perceived that it should be a man and a woman but we didn't really touch on the mm-hmm. fact that with the canadians they were both women so there's a note here in the reference section of wikipedia which says both of the canadian flag bearers were women thank you for that <laughs> wikipedia i mean i'm glad you need to double double check with that but anyway there, there's a lot of speculation because of like the 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 fact that both genders use the names brandy and melissa yeah. uh very popular male names oh, there is confusion. A, hang on a minute there is an independent athletes team I, we haven't talked about this is that oh San yeah there Marino? was is that i mean is that just yeah a straight quick rick jared and i be there you know you know our our commentators didn't identify uh what countries they were from or maybe they identified and i just missed it but it was basically like, and they're like and the independent athletes of the pan am games these are Who athletes are yeah i, I want guatemala you actually are correct the team will be made up of athletes of guatemala whose noc was suspended by the international committee during the games and there's therefore why were they what, what did what did guatemala do Providing drugs to Russia, I'm thinking. Didn't adhere to the charter, I think, or something like that. Invaded Palestine, or I mean, <laughs> uh, don't touch that. Rossi Hello, is Rossi's joining us now that Ben's getting into world events again. Uh, we're we're just wrapping up and talking about the opening ceremonies, which uh, Ben and Jared saw about two to three minutes of. Uh, did you catch any of the opening ceremonies highlights? The 93 year old woman who couldn't light the cauldron. Um, I think it's um. Is it possible to have seen less than Ben and Jared? Because I think that would be... <laughs> <Yeah>, apparently. <laughs> uh, 
You'll get filled I in when I see the articles about the cauldron incident, but that, that's about my knowledge base. Okay. Now, uh, Jordan Childs obviously got to be the flag bearer. Did this become news at all? Does anybody care in America? I saw nothing about it. I know we talked about it, but I saw nothing about it, which is so, so um, interesting. We, we can now say, former guest on the show, Jordan Childs, the biggest media she got during the Pan Am Games was off the podium mentioning her last week. So good for us. She's won that's three medals during the week. So, I mean, that's saying something. She's <laughs> got a gold, a silver, and a bronze. So, I mean, you know, you're welcome, Jordan. Can I say, is that my first ever athlete that's gone on to win a gold medal? I guess Commonwealth Games I have, but, uh, you know, that's I'm pretty proud of that. Your first Pan Am. You get everything but the Olympics, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Allie, Allie Weiss got fourth. So she didn't exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Ali. <laughs> and then Haven, they lost their first game in the handball. So, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, let's cover some of the sports we have been able to watch here on our spotty coverage. Like surfing right um, now. Ben's watching surfing. Uh, Rossi, I'm going to let you go first because uh, oh, you, you did watch at least one sport. You, you messaged me yesterday that Canada won in something that I gave up on watching a couple hours earlier. Uh, just cover any sports you've watched so far, any uh, takes you've gotten from any of the, 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 the medalists you've seen, anything? Um, well, yeah, so Colin, you're obviously, I talked to Colin about, I saw the finals of the mixed badminton, which oh, happened to be jealous. USA versus Canada. Um, Battle of the Nations. And yeah, one of the few, like, I looked at the Wikipedia, there are very few badminton go to the third round. So this actually went to the third round. So it was really close. Uh, very exciting. Obviously, Canada had to win, so that's a bummer. Um, but other than that, I caught a little bit of everything. I started with about boxing. I still don't know how boxing works. Um, they, punch, they usually just punch. Was, they just punch people, like, Rocky. Like you, Rocky. Oh. oh <laughs> this to be something I inherently understand, I guess. Oh, well. Um, I saw some swimming. Uh boxing i caught some of the modern pentathlon Yay! oh ben's happy Woo! uh just like a whole bunch of different stuff i didn't really catch much of, of like the the medals or the final placements of some of these things because it was just like final matches or like semi-final matches uh, i caught some of the uh gymnastics here and there like just so, so it's just like a well. real random medal random medley of stuff. You got the main one, which is modern pentathlon, which, I mean, Mexico uh, yeah. are kicking ass in the modern pentathlon, can we just say. And the three events held, they've gotten three gold, two silver. There's there's five events for modern pentathlon in the Pan Ams. They've got the men's individual, the women's individual, the mixed relay, the women's relay, and the men's relay. So, I mean, bring this into the Olympics. Come on. <laughs> uh, so just uh, on all the ones that you've seen so far, Rossi, uh, TV coverage or streaming coverage, whatever it is, like, how have you been able to watch it in America? Um, well, so most of it I've been watching through the, like, what, the Pan Am sports thing, mm. the stream thing that they, they have. Um, so I was just, like, I had it on the computer and, like, six or seven tabs of the different events going at the same time. Um, and that's pretty much what I've been doing. Uh, Jared, I'll let you go next. What have you been able to watch on, I'm guessing, the same website? Uh, not a whole heap. I'm going to say this website is so... And the app, not user-friendly at all. Nope. 
Uh, why? Like, I don't. Sports are listed a million times in the same schedule. I don't know when something's starting. I don't know if it's live or if it's upcoming. Everything's confusing about it. It takes forever to load. But things I have seen, uh, the surfing right now. Um, if you think surfing is boring in the Olympics, do not. <laughs> Do not watch longboarding. Oh. Do you have the this... woman, did that female commentator who literally sounds like she would rather be anywhere else in life right now? It's like, and that's <laughs> pretty. I've got it on there. mute, but it wouldn't like listen to her after this. She's like incredibly shit. <laughs> Obviously, like they can't. I well, I assume I'm not a surfer. I assume they can't twist and turn because it's a longboard. But literally, they walk to the front and they walk to the back of the board. And they walk back to the front again and then they get like 10 points. I'm like, good for you. Like, this is so boring to watch. I mean, at least like they've got good waves. So congrats for that. Maybe they should be in an Olympic uh, venue. Um, but outside of that, uh, I saw some of the uh, water skiing, uh, which yeah. is amazing. And it needs to be an Olympic sport. These people, I don't know how they don't get like flung off. Uh, watching them on the slalom and as like the rope gets like shorter and shorter each round, I thought it was like such a cool, fun concept. And it was just like hilarious to watch them go from side to side. Um, outside of that, my other real highlight was their kind of mixed Taekwondo, but not fighting, just kind of like synchronized movements. Um, Taekwondo's version of Kata. Yes. Yeah. It was, um, it was insane. It was so fun to watch. Um, I don't know. The music was great. And then like, just like the random, like yelling in between and like a million one flips and kicks and doing it like in sync. It was just so fun. And I think this is maybe, um, it's got me more excited for break dancing. Cause I feel like there's like going to be some similarities there. Like this was like gymnastics floor routine, but with two people and, and a mixed pairing. So it was just really fun to watch. Um, and something I'd never seen before. So I just thought it was really cool. You know, what really need is breakdance fighting. We can incorporate the sparring and the breaking. Zoolander, <laughs> they're breakdance fighting. You remember that? <laughs> never seen it. Um, you never seen Zoolander? Yeah. No, what? no. I think we talked about this before. Oh. I'll get around to it. I'll put it on the list. When you watch Scott Pilgrim, I'll watch Zoolander. That's the deal. Deal. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I'll have a couple comments on the water skiing, uh, wakeboarding, and everything later on. But, uh, Ben, Ben, uh, do you catch any of that? I think I caught diving, 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 and diving because every single time I swear I go onto the app, the only thing that is on is diving. Although I will say diving in Spanish is weirdly entertaining. When you don't know what they're saying, I weirdly enjoy it because it's like they it's get not like splash, splash, splash. Well, they, they, they get excited the way they kind of like do it, like like they're soccer commentators. And I'm not going to, I mean, I've got somebody more racist in the room with me sitting over to the right of me, so I'm not going to try and like impersonate someone from Spain. But it, it just, it's weirdly entertaining. Um, I mean, again, this woman, the surfing commentator right now, she literally is just like, and this is uh, George. He's from Uruguay. The jungle. And the waves are quite pretty here. And uh, that's him done. He will get a score soon. <laughs> like, that's what she was, like, doing. Um, I saw some of the water ski just so, like, it was some random highlight clip I was able to see. The thing that I love about it as well, with everything Jared said, 100% agree with you. It's so epic to watch. I want to be that camera person in that boat. Because, like, you think about, like, it's such a unique sport. Because even with surfing, you've got, like, I'm seeing this woman right now. She's going out to the waves. Even she looks bored to be there right now. She's like, oh, I've got to fucking surf. She didn't want to get her feet wet. For the country, I guess I'll do it. Um, 
But she's just out there. It's on her board. In most sports, it's just you and your equipment, you and a competitor, you and your team. Water skiing, you've got to rely on someone in a boat who I'm assuming is not from your country. I'm guessing that's just Lenny, the boat driver they've hired. That's Frank, the cameraman in the back of it. What if Lenny's like getting some bribes from the Chileans? He's like, oh, you you drive for certain speed. Like, I don't know how it works. I've never studied the sport of water skiing, but there's got to be some technicalities to it. My point is, it's weirdly entertaining. And that camera person, not often I watch sport and I feel sick. But like when they do those close-ups of the people in the boat, they're like, ah, 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 ah. I'm like, well, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> but it's weirdly entertaining as well. Um, so, yeah, I saw a bit of, uh, I think I saw a clip of Jordan Charles getting a medal as well. So um, congratulations to Jordan Charles, gold, silver, and bronze, which is great. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, not a not a whole lot. I saw a tiny bit of the, the team um, taekwondo where they're all like on the mat and then they kind of like fought and then they got off and then somebody came on again and had to fall. Like it was like, boom, boom. It was like a Taekwondo relay. I'm like, oh, this is, this is fun. Which again, which is always. Gang war. It's always great about like these multi-sport events that aren't like the Olympics or like if you watch a world championships of some of the Olympic sports. And we talked to a lot of the athletes on this show about this, where obviously the Olympics are very restricted on how many medals they can have. So as we're seeing with the introduction of new sports, you have to like take other sports out. Whereas like, these events, like you can, you can see, like what a world championship has. They've got a hundred different events for modern pentathlon, not just the men's and the women's. So it's always very entertaining and exciting. Um, and I just, I just add on the breaking, Jared, that you brought that up. Um, uh, this weekend is the Australia, the Oceanic Championships, which are held here in Sydney. Fortunately, I was going to go, but can't make it. But uh, I want to wish our luck out there uh, to, to particularly Rachel Gunn, who was on this show, who is the the heavy favourite to go, and the, the winners of these will go to the Olympics. So, um, obviously, um, big uh, good luck to her and to Kid Tech as well as on this show as well for both the guests that we've had on the show because uh, they could be Olympians uh, in a couple of days' time. Uh, so, I mean, I, I've watched a little bit of what everybody has here. I actually was watching uh, um, some of the boxing yesterday, and, yeah, I can confirm it's mostly punch. And uh, <laughs> uh, The scoring of it, though, like, I don't know. Like, they go by round, and they have to reveal the scores afterwards. I mean, Ben will technically, I guess, be the boxing expert now because you work that venue. Every every event. Well, not that venue. I wasn't in Chile for the 2018 Commonwealth No, not, Games, I guess not Chile. Uh, you worked at <laughs> different venues, same. same I mean, <laughs> that was... That was five years ago, Colin. Um, but uh, but the point is, I mean, but you, you get, I think when you watch it constantly, you do sort of get a vibe of, oh, red's winning or blue's winning. Yeah. And then you can just be like, oh, bullshit. That's, that's, that's crap. That shit, you know, like, you know, but I, I, boxing's obviously a bit of a contentious sport at the moment. I mean, it's sort of a provisional status for the LA Olympics, given that they're all the troubles they're having with it. But uh, it's still like, it was a sport I never really paid attention to until I worked it. And then you kind of, Look at it in a bit of a different light when you're forced to watch it for ten days straight. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's I like I'm not really a, a combat sport person. I'm I, I'm a, I'm a lover, not a hater. Don't do violence. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen any of it. In the Pan Ams though, so I don't know the quality of it. How uh, Suriname you know, doing? Because- Certainly, yet to win a medal. Uh, they'll get they there, even right? competed in anything yet. <laughs> Is Basque Pelota coming? Uh, they're, they're waiting for Basque Pelota when artistic or rollerblading in the last couple of days to go. Uh, I, I I I tend to, as I said last week, more watch the the sports that don't get covered in the Olympics or other places. Uh, so things like swimming, which has been like huge for Canada, uh, especially Maggie McNeil. Oh, Maggie uh, shattered it. it Praise Maggie. Yeah, she's now set the record for most uh, Pan Am medalists in a single ga- Pan Am medals in a single games for Canadian athlete. Uh, five gold medals, which is insane. Or 
That's um, Australian but, uh, levels of medals for a summer sports. Well it done. Is. This is what happens Canada. when Amer- America sends their, their tier two swimmers and Australia sends nobody. Uh, we can win. But uh, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, her her events that she won in the Olympics, she's still winning here. And and I guess it's uh, a lot of our swimmers are actually still competing on the World Cup right now. And I find that interesting, like who wh- obviously these games being held a little bit later than the summer for like the 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 uh, uh, this side of the equator. Uh, you know, it, there may be a little bit more competition, but so it's, it's very hard to judge because I mentioned last week that um, you know, the the 99 Pan Am games are here in Winnipeg. The Canadian swimmer who won like everything, Joanne Millar, I was expecting, oh, come Sydney, she's going to dominate. And then she basically did nothing. And uh, during the opening ceremonies, they actually mentioned Joanne Millar is still to this day Canada's most accomplished Pan Am athlete, 19 medals over her Pan Am career. And yet I don't think that she had anything in the Olympics. So you never really know like what the competition level's at. But I mean, Maggie McDeal is just dominated and, you know, she, she seems so happy to be there. I'm glad that we had at least one of our big time swimmers who actually showed up. Although I don't really watch that. I don't sit around waiting for it. I just wait until the results come out and I'm watching the replays of the swimming. Uh, But uh, the majority of the time I've spent has probably been on watching the water skiing and the wakeboarding. So I'm glad that uh, you guys have caught it as well. Uh, But uh, the the commentators for water skiing. Now I'm going to assume that this is the Olympic uh, commentators or whatever, the IOC commentators. Uh, worst commentary of the Olympics, not just for a lack of enthusiasm, but this is clearly a guy sitting in his spare bedroom, <laughs> occasionally dropping things on his desk that is audible. It's got an <laughs> echoey sound to it. And then it's like, I don't know how, it's probably not going to be as audible on my desk because I probably have better equipment to him. But like, okay. And uh, he could be in metal contention with that run. Oops. Uh, okay. <laughs> and on to our next one. Like that, that was like going on and on for hours. I'm just, Get some better commentators for this, or I don't so know, we give have us, a chance just... for uh for Columbia, isn't it? In like four years' time, because like I mean, with a surfing commentator, we... like we should just put our hands up. Like I mean, Jared's yeah. Jared and our great artistic swimming commentary from Tokyo, yours and my great swimming commentary, Rocky. I'm sure you, you know it. How, how Rocky? How are you good at I, uh, calling? We're gonna um, do an audition Bas right Palolo. here. So, so part of being on this show is you have to do commentary for a sport. Give us. Five seconds right now of your best water skiing commentary without dropping something on your microphone, Roxy. A commentary of it? Yeah. Give okay, us an exciting um, commentary. Uh, they hit the water good. <laughs> um, you can see the slash. Um, yeah, a solid run. Oh. <laughs> Already better than the commentator there. <laughs> better than that surfing lady that I was just listening to by far. But like it's so ex- right. it's such an exciting sport and like the oh you got more you're gonna keep going round two no no I I could do um the boxing punch punch the, oh, give me punch. A- <laughs> you and Jared should be commentators is a- like mogul 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 this is amazing <laughs> punch, punch. If, did anybody else ever play the game Parappa the Rapper back yes. in the day yeah 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 oh uh, you know what Rossi your commentary uh reminds me of Parappa the Rapper which is like punch punch punch. <laughs> <laughs> Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find. I remember that song very well. I played that game to death. Punch, punch, punch. Oh, look at uh, Colin rapping. This is a dream come true. I've always wanted oh, to hear Colin Oh, we could do rap. Rossi mashup with Parappa the Rapper. Yes. Uh, anyways, yeah. So wakeboarding, water skiing, it's so exciting. I mean, you have the slalom. You have the tricks. Uh, it's it's quick. That's the other thing I like. Like, I don't want to sit there and watch somebody go for like the slalom, you know? 
sometimes when you're looking at slalom in like the winter Olympics, it's like, okay, it's two, three minutes. Did Noah just drop dead behind you? You look shocked all of a sudden, like a, Ben. A bird tweeting or a, a smoke <laughs> alarm go off there or something. No one else heard that? Maybe I'm just like a dog. I hear those high-pitched noises or something like that. Just you and my dog, Dizzy, heard it. <laughs> She's responding right now. But, uh, yeah, like you get the slalom in the Winter Olympics, and it's like two, three minutes, and I'm like, okay, we got to go through 30 of these people. But 30 people on a water skiing slalom, I mean, half the time is spent just waiting for them to get strapped into the boat and everything. But, I mean, it, it's great. I love it. It's probably been the, the most fun I've had watching it. Uh, the 3x3 basketball, um, big surprise, America won in both. <laughs> Caught a little bit of that. Uh, oh, you were groaning like you weren't happy that America won. <laughs> you just orgasm, to be honest. That was a very, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uh, passionate noise there that Rocky just made. <laughs> uh, or, or he just got in an accident. That was his equivalent of the bird screeching. That's maybe when he died. Maybe that was just his brake screeching. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fill us in on your excitement, Rossi? Uh, a medal wins a medal win. So no. I'll take it. <laughs> even, though, take it. even though I, not badminton, like, but yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> it, it, too soon, Colin. Too soon. <laughs> um, it's an but, open um, wound right now in America. Though, yeah, I, even though I had ne- like negative percent interest in watching the basketball, I'm glad that it went well for them. <laughs> well, you know, 3x3 basketball is great. I, I love to play. But my number one sport to play is basketball. I would love to play basketball over anything, especially hockey because I can't skate and I'm Canadian, which is sad. But watching like an entire basketball game, too much for me. But 3x3 basketball, again, it's like 15, 20 minute games. It's nice and brief. Uh, it's fast. It's exciting. Uh, I like my sports fast and exciting. That's what I like. Um, surfing, I have not had the chance to catch, although uh, I think it was during the Pan Am Games in 2019 when uh, I messaged Ben and Jared, showing them a little bit of the surfing, the crowds, in which they basically said, and we've got a great crowd turned out here, the best one we've had yet for surfing, and no joke, it was like 13 people watching it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm guessing the crowds are better here. Crowds, that's actually something I'm, I'm curious about, because most of what I'm seeing is maybe 30, 40, 50% full, and I was wondering, and of course, I'm watching mostly stuff that's airing during the day. And then the prime time stuff is the stuff where I'm having trouble actually catching up on. But then last night while we were recording, I was able to watch a little bit of the, the beach volleyball and then the, the woman's handball, which, by the way, handball, first time it's really clicked with me. It's like, this is an exciting sport. Thank you. I mean, the re- <laughs> What's crazy is that the referees were out of breath. You see the referees like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Still okay. in this so, sport for how long? Come on. The referees are like gasping to catch. Okay. Now you can uh, see why during cardio. the Olympics next year that like, even that I'm going to be working it, um, basically the only sport that Australia cannot qualify in is handball and indoor volleyball that I, for whatever, you know, no matter what they're saying, I'm working. I've got tickets to the bronze medal games of the Olympic handball, yeah. men and women. I don't want to <laughs> give them up at all. I want to see I'm this. jealous now. Uh, but uh, I noticed that yesterday, like the crowds for gymnastics, handball, beach volleyball, that's when it filled up. So I don't know whether this is just a thing where nobody's coming out during daytime events. I mean, it could be the time of year, obviously. Uh, but from the sports, anybody's seen anybody chime in. Are you seeing big crowds, lack of crowds? Surfing just going off. Uh, I mean, you can see them in the distance. I mean, I, I honestly, I wouldn't have seen enough to be able to see. It. I mean, as I said, when the, the opening ceremony just the angles they were using weren't great. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't uh, amazing from that angle of it. But, I mean, from what I'm seeing and what I'm, you know, the social media, I mean, the Chileans are getting behind it. I mean, I think they're a, they're a passionate bunch. 
Um, which, I mean, this is one thing we didn't really touch on last week. I like, you know, I all said, like, why does America host the Pan Ams? But, like, I mean, I like it that they kind of do spread this around to countries that, you know, I mean, they don't do this in the Commonwealth Games. The last, like, 20 or so years, it's just been fucking England and Australia. Like, whoop-dee-doo, Basil. Like, I mean, yeah. this is what you want to see these countries. I think when India hosted the Commonwealth Games, when Malaysia hosted the Commonwealth Games, like, it was great. I want to see countries like that. Jamaica hosted the Commonwealth Games many years ago. Why don't we get that? So this is what I like about this, to see a country like Chile host an event like this, because when are we ever going to see, you know, I'm sure there's the South American games or something like that, but, yeah, we just we don't get to see this. So from what I've seen, well, good for them for getting passionate and behind it. Well, before I get uh, Jared and Rossi's takes on the, the, the local support and everything, <laughs> they are locals down there, um, there was one article I read on CBC which – we talked a lot during Rio about uh, how much I dislike just, oh, let's just throw the country under the bus. We get like a, a smaller, maybe poor nation that's hosting the games, and then we're just judging the standards that it's not America, it's not Canada, it's not Australia, it's not England, uh, not China, obviously. But uh, first thing that CBC decided to post after the opening ceremonies was uh, a lot of anonymous tips. People want to remain anonymous of uh, volunteers complaining that they weren't enough volunteers that like two days after the opening ceremonies, they're still cleaning up garbage outside the arena and stuff like that. I mean, this is a country that hasn't hosted something like this before. I think that this just comes with the territory. I said the same thing during Rio. And yeah, there you know, obviously we've interviewed some athletes who had incredible experiences at Rio. And we interviewed some athletes who had terrible experiences at Rio. But like, you kind of have to know going into these games, you, you want these countries to get a boost. You're, you're kind of there to boost the country as well. Yeah. And if you're going to have a little bit of extra garbage or maybe some bad signage and people don't know where they're going... I'm okay with that. Um, uh, Jared, uh, thoughts on smaller More country like Chile? Pools that we want. Back More green Marie. pools, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'm fully behind the legacy of the games being, yeah, abandoned stadiums, uh, uh, things not being <laughs> used. Um, no, I think it's great to share it around. Um, and I mean, who am I, who am I trusting on this review? Anonymous volunteer yeah. or His Excellency Thomas Bach, who has clearly said <laughs> these games are adequate? Um no, I think it's good. I think like the like you're saying, the crowd support. I like it's fun to see like the locals get behind it. The locals were living it up at the uh, at the taekwondo. Like the Chilean pair went and like I, they finished. I don't know towards the bottom of the group, but um, like the crowd went like off after it. Like it was just so much fun to watch them. Yeah, I suppose celebrating this this event that yeah they normally wouldn't get. So it's such like a huge scale for them to get. Um, and I mean from everything I've seen so far. Apart from the cauldron lighting, uh, everything seems to have been going uh, fairly well. Uh, Rossi, are you seeing a lot of Chile with what you've uh, seen? Are there people out for the events or do you even just like the idea of spreading around to these countries that probably won't get in Olympics, but maybe should? No, I mean, I'm definitely like, I would rather, um, you know, we talk about Survivor, like, God, Fiji again. Um, mm. <laughs> so, like, why not do that for the Olympics? Like, spread it around. Survivor in Chile. People. I'd watch. Um, actually, I don't know if I would. I haven't watched the last like three seasons. Um, but, I'm not missing much. Um, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a fan for it. And for the crowd support, like I, I think it was the gymnastics or was the swimming. I can't remember which. But there was like a Chilean like officials and diplomats there and stuff. So it's like been like big crowd. Like not I wouldn't say big crowds, but it's been like well attended. People have been supportive sometimes it's hard for me to judge the size of the crowds because they're continually doing the cuts to people with flags and stuff and i'm like okay i can't tell if you're just trying to cover that it's a small attendance or, or what 
Um, but I think that the support is there. So, I mean, I can't complain too, too much, whether it's, you know, 75 or, you know, 50% capacity or whatever. Can I? Um, yeah, it's... No, please. Oh, go, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm sort of slightly deviating to a All different right, subject. Up, so once you're finished yeah. your point, I would love to mention something, if that's well, okay with well, you. Well, the one thing is... Uh, the, I've I've kind of noticed that some of these venues are quite big and some of them are small, like the 3x3 basketball. Um, I would say even the beach volleyball, like they're not going overboard on building venues that they'll never be able to fill again. I feel like they're, they're being conservative and they're trying to build them to the size and the scale that we can host events in the future and still have use for these and not have the abandoned facilities like Jared was mentioning. And, and, I mean, that's what, when we do the Youth Olympics in a couple of months, that's obviously a big directive with Youth Olympics. And I think that this is where you know, we haven't really talked about it on this show about the issues about Victoria not having the Commonwealth Games now in a couple of years because of dictator Dan, you know, oh, it's going to cost billions of dollars. And you sold the whole fucking thing on legacy venues already been in place, mate, like your, your tosser. Um, but anyway, that's the whole point. But like, this is where this is great from what I can see. And from what I saw of like Toronto and Lima and all these kind of things, this does seem to be a, a thing that the Pan Ams obviously are sold on. And like, yeah. and I'm not disrespecting some of these cities that are that are hosting the Pan Am Games because again, I, I stand by what we're all saying here that this is a great thing that we're able to to see these countries host it. But if you think about some of these, you know, countries and cities that are hosting these Pan Am Games, like I would, yeah, maybe think that like, oh yeah, the the Pan Am Games, Santiago, Chile, it's a, it's a world city. Most people know where Santiago is. They know where where Chile is and all those kind of things. Even Lima, like four years ago, most people would have heard about that. Uh, this is no disrespect to the great country of Colombia and the great city of Barranquilla. I have never heard of the city of Barranquilla. I've heard of Bogota in Colombia, but I've never heard of Barranquilla. But what I'm saying is I like the fact that we're going to have a big event like this in four years' time is going to a place where you don't hear it. I mean, that's what I love about the Winter Olympics. I'd never heard of Pyeongchang. I, I, I'd never heard of Sochi. You know, I never heard of Lillehammer. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's sort of these places that you don't hear. And obviously that's a bit different. They're kind of ski resorts. But like at the same time, you know, I don't think I'd heard of Whistler, Colin, until sort of Vancouver Whistler. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, I think it's, yeah, good on Santiago. Give Listen to Thomas Bach. They're hosting an adequate Pan Am Games. Give him the Olympics, <laughs> 2036. Well, I mean, the... Um the venues and everything like the probably back in 67, it was a little bit before my time. <laughs> uh, but uh, sure? there may have been some talk here in Winnipeg about, Oh, we have no need for building a pool of this size for diving and Olympic level swimming and everything. But the Pan Am pool, which again, I'm sorry to say uh, one of the times where uh, you visited me, Ben, or the, the, the time where you got to sleep in my bed and I slept on the floor uh, Good memory. <laughs> that time the the Pan Am pool was like a two minute walk from my apartment. And we, I didn't even think we could have gone there, but uh, that pool's still there. And I used to take Casper for swimming lessons there, but even aside from just, you can use it for, you know, teaching kids to swim. There's events there all the time. Like we will get, okay. And the, the junior, you know, Canadian championships at the Pan Am pool. And then when the Canada games are here, which again, even much smaller scale than Pan Am games, they built like this entire indoor sporting complex that when I drive past, I'm like, this thing still looks beautiful from the outside. Yeah. And we're now getting like, you know, uh, indoor cycling events that are being held, like like World Cup events there. So th there's opportunities in the future to continue to bring tourism, and even if it's for a smaller scale. And Sydney's obviously very different. It's a big city, so of course these legacy venues are always going to be there. But when I was in Victoria, you know, obviously they had sort of the last traditional Commonwealth Games before they sort of expanded like they did in Kuala Lumpur. But, like, I saw the venue that the opening ceremony was for the Commonwealth Games. 
It's a university track and field track that obviously erected stadiums in it. I went to the, the swimming pool. You know, Kieran Perkins won how many gold medals at that swimming pool? It was incredible. I mean, even... Um, I've gone completely blank where that was. Oh, Gold Coast. That's where I was going. Um, Metricon Stadium, where the opening ceremony was. Like, that's like a 30,000-seat stadium. They erected a couple of things there, and I'd go watch football games there, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know. But we're seeing that too with the Olympics. Like, the Gabba, where yeah. the Brisbane Olympics will be, they're knocking that down. That That's a 40,000-seat stadium right now. They're knocking it down and rebuilding it up from the ground. So you think, oh, they're going to make this like an 80, 90,000-seat stadium. They're only making it 60,000 seats. This is going to be like the smallest opening ceremony venue basically for the Olympics ever. And this kind of comes from that legacy of, you know, let's try and compact it a little bit. And, you know, 20, 30 years ago, Brisbane, I know they bid for the Olympics many, many years ago, but they're still, you wouldn't picture them as the third biggest city in Australia to get the Olympics. You would think Melbourne would get it again or ultimately Sydney did. But anyway, rants, tangents, welcome off the podium, Rocky. Hope you're driving. Uh, <laughs> Rossi, Rossi, are you still alive? Clearly not. Nope, he's no. gone. <laughs> can I? Oh, there we yeah, go. <laughs> I'm from, I'm from the the beyond now. Cool. Um, can I just quickly add, just really an update in Suriname. You mentioned it, um, and now I think Jared, you mentioned. I don't know if they've competed yet. Well, I've got some updates for you, Jared, because they've got six athletes at the Pan Am Games, and uh, I'm proud, proud to say four of them have already competed to uh, varying levels of success. Now they're they're two flag bearers, uh, Irvin Hoost. And Kaylin Japorta, both uh, swimmers. Now, um, I am happy to say that Irvin is a 100-meter swimmer. And uh, he finished 30th out of 31 swimmers in the 100 meters. He beat his great, great rival of Gerard Hernandez of Nicaragua. So he'll go home a national hero, no doubt, with that. Um, in the women's, uh, Kaylin Japorta was last in her heat. I don't know where she finished overall. Uh, she was six seconds slower than uh, second last. Uh, and about 10 seconds slower than the winner of her heat, who was the, the great Tilly Collimore from Granada. So uh, traditional rivals, Suriname and Granada, of course. Uh, taekwondo athlete, um, the great Tariq, sorry, Samiki Tariq Panas. Uh, he went out, sadly, in the men's uh, 68 kilo to uh, Ignacio Alfonso Morales Puentes of Chile. But the good news is Suriname had a win during the week. So oh. their badminton player, uh, Soren Opti. Now, in the first round, in the men's singles, he went up against Bradley Evans of Jamaica. He won that 21-16, 21-18. So there was a win. He then went on to the second round where he took on World or Pan Am's number one, Brian Yang of Canada. First set, Brian Yang, 21. Soren, eight. Second set, Brian Yang, 21. Seren got better. Nine. So, uh, sadly, he was eliminated. Brian Yang went on to win the gold medal. But or the point he can is, make it to double digits. <laughs> Seren Opti got a win for Suriname during the week. So, yeah. There we go. There's Jared's Athlete of the Week right now. Um, They've got some cyclists to come, by the way. So. We need to update this other... Um, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Honestly. I'm telling you now, try finding the results of the Pan Am website. It takes a while. Uh, we don't really have uh, any discussion that went into this, but I, we always talk about like, oh, should we have an athlete of the games or whatever? 
Uh, Rossi, you'd kind of asked me yesterday, do I have to pick like an athlete? And I'm like, oh, we haven't really settled up. We always talk about doing it. I mean, if there's anybody, uh, Jared's already picking Brian Yang. We know that. Or not Brian Yang, the other guy. The guy well, Brian almost Yang's beat. Up, he a gold? The guy, well, but he, it's it's the Suriname one who actually got a win that's the important one. So I'm guessing that's Jared's athlete. But uh, uh, Ben, I'll go to you just to put you on the spot just because I feel like it. Uh, I mean, look, Maggie McNeil to break that record and not just to suck off Colin because, ah, oh, Penny Lexiak's <laughs> the greatest of all time. Um, I mean, from an American perspective, I mean, for Rocky at least, I mean, uh, we should mention Canada's second in the medal tally right now. And look, look at our numbers. I'm a bit worried that we're yeah. undervalued Canada because they're doing very well. America obviously kicking ass, but um, Johnny Kulo's got six medals during the week. Uh, Olivia Bray, Kelly Pash, I mean, a uh, bunch of ones there. Katie DeLoof, what a name. Uh, five uh, medals there for her. Uh, even our good friend Jordan Charles, to win a gold, a silver, and a yeah. bronze is, is, is pretty good. So Full set. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm not just doing this to, to suck up to you, Colin, but my, my nod would be Maggie McNeil because, I mean, I think that she's sort of been a bit Obviously, you know, Summer McIntosh, Penny Alexiak aren't there. But, like, she's, I guess, kind of the third tier almost in a way now, isn't she? Because she's sort of like she won the gold in Tokyo, got, you know, great mm-hmm. things over that. But Summer McIntosh has come out and just shat all over her. Penny Alexiak, obviously, with what she's got. Even someone like Kylie Mass, I still feel, gets more attention. And I'm not even in Canada. Yeah. So I think this is great for Maggie to be able to come out there and really show what she's worth. And, you know, eight months out from Paris, you know, this is going to put mm-hmm. in good seat to defend a gold and and maybe win a bunch more medals. Yeah, I would say even more exciting than results she's had has just been to see how much fun she seems to be having. I mean, she definitely had showed some personality in Tokyo. I mean, the the, the famous thing that everybody look. You know, got a kick out of with her. Yeah, the, the, where she's squinting because she didn't have her glasses or whatever. But like every every time I see her on the podium, every time she's in an interview, she's having a blast. She's even posting on social media about what an incredible experience it is and how she's sticking around to uh, see more of the, 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 the country and everything. Um, so, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Um, Rossi, I'm going to let you chime in with uh, your athlete of the first week if you have one. So the, well, there, the, I'll get, hold off on the one that I originally thought, but so like shameless American plug um, would be like uh, Brandon Anderson of modern pentathlon. So Ben yes. might like that. That um, one, that one. Yes, just, him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but he just had hip surgery and then just came out to the games recently. So I thought that, and, and ended up uh, meddling. So I thought that was exciting. This is like shameless American plug, but um. The one that I wanted to talk about was actually a Canadian, and I didn't plan this for Ben to have a Canadian too. Um, but Felix Dolce of men's uh, gymnastics uh, was like I, I forget this like not the 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 naming of it, but like he was like the first to win a medal in like so many and like after a drought, I forget what the the time was, but like to go out and win a gold for Canada. And I just thought that was really yeah. cool and. I don't know. I just I well, I got to watch some of it, so I thought it was it was fun. So I, that, that was my that would have been mine. Yeah, men's gymnastics. Uh, it's similar to men's swimming here, where it sort of gets outshined by the women's events over the last, I'd say, twenty thirty years. And there there has been a lot of talk about uh, men's gymnastics specifically uh, here in Canada about how much success we had, and that was one of the first big medals we had as well. It was um, the first first Canadian man to take uh, 20 years in title and the first Canadian in 60 years to win the men's all-around. There's your stats for your Rocky. So, yeah, that's um pretty good. Good-looking guy uh, too. Can we just say that? That's what Jamie might like. What's his name so I could show him to Jamie? What's his name Felix again? Felix Dolce. 
so Dolch. I like his hairstyle. Actually, it's kind of this blonde kind of like little thing in the middle there. It's a, I'm on board for the yeah, Felix. This... Can we get the Felix cut? Can we all for Paris next year get the Felix cut? <laughs> I'm seeing the first thing that comes up is something on Instagram where he's wearing very tight sweats and showing off his muscles flexing shirtless in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Jamie will appreciate. Well, the, should we the, check the, his the age first? Here? I was getting a bit worried when we're talking about gymnasts here. Uh, he's oh, 21. Well, it's all good. Right, there we go. He's, he's legal pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah, great body on this guy. So let's go just for that. Uh, I actually had uh, a couple of uh, Maggie McNeil was one of the ones I would have thought of for Canada. Uh, but uh, I had a couple of Americans I wanted to throw out there as well. One one was kind of made based on the commentary. So I did watch a lot of the sport climbing over the first couple of days. And uh, big surprise, America kind of dominated in this. I think they won gold and silver in all four events for both men and women. Mm, got sweet. Uh, which is huge. Uh, the the men's speed climbing. So uh, Noah Bracci was the silver Noah. medalist. Well done, Noah. Noah, yeah, there you go, Noah. Come on, silver tell us medalist. about your silver Good medal. Job. <laughs> Uh, Carlos Granja uh, from Ecuador actually beat Canada for the bronze, which was a little bit sad. But uh, Sam Watson, who won the gold, not only great climbing skills, great speed, but uh, the best commentary take I've gotten so far, which first of all, I just want to say, because we're probably getting a lot of these like Olympic commentators and it's not like you're, the local one's not going to be covering uh, speed climbing necessarily. There's a lot of British accents here in Pan Am countries, yeah. which is a little unusual. Uh, but he goes, elementary, my dear Watson, you are the Pan Am's gold medalist and you are going to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> it's the elementary, my dear Watson, which I really appreciated. Uh, but yeah, Sam Watson, uh, he's going to Paris. So there we go. We got a qualifier and we haven't interviewed him. Um, also, he is the youngest male climber to win a gold medal in uh, the World Cup. So he's he's the young one. And Canada also had, uh, I, I would not put this up as an official one because the sport is terrible, but our youngest medalist ever, 13-year-old skateboarder, I already forgot her name. Uh, there was talk going into this about how that was our youngest athlete we've ever sent, and then she wins the gold. Good for her. I'm never going to watch the sport again. I'd like to give a special nod, actually, just going through some of these results. Um, when you think about the sport of basketball, you think of certain nations. You know, I mean, we, we Canada, bronze medals at the World Championships and the men's recently. That was a great result for them. I don't really think about the nation of Trinidad and Tobago doing uh, too well in basketball. But they got the bronze in the 3x3 uh, men's tournament there. Yeah. So to uh, Keen Boyd, Akil Boyd, I'm guessing they're brothers, uh, or, or husbands, maybe, uh, Morbida de Fritas and Chica Augustatine, congratulations uh, for a bronze medal in the men's 3x3. So uh, look forward to seeing you in Paris next year. Uh, speaking of siblings, the last Canadian I wanted to touch on was two oh. uh, from my hometown here in Winnipeg. Tasmania? Uh, no, well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, brother and sister duo who both medaled in Taekwondo, Skylar Park, who of course beat, who is that Taekwondo fighter uh, that you interviewed we got recently? Her in, a, in, a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to hear an interview of somebody she beat. We don't um, want <laughs> to give it away, uh, who we've got. But, well, she, I'm sure she's beaten more than one person. Stacey she just Heiner. won a gold medal. Stacey Heiner. Skylar Park won a gold medal uh, in her weight class. And her brother, uh, who has not yet competed in the Olympics, but uh, I'm guessing he's well on his way to uh, to Paris, Ty Q Park, uh, both here from Winnipeg. Um, a lot of people are fans of, because the, their family owns like a Taekwondo dojo here. If I ever get my kids and listen to Taekwondo like I was in a kid, I'll, I'll take them to the park gym. They can near, train with... Near, near Olympian Colin Hilding. So... 
exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know. Do we have a consensus on who we want to give uh, the athlete of the first week to? I, th- I think we can just give it to a like nod for everyone. Like, I don't think we have a It's a honorable mentions around. Yeah. I yeah. think the Commonwealth Games, we didn't really sort of give an athlete of the week, did we? We kind of gave an athlete but of the week. But if we are going to give it to one, it's going to be Lucy Lopez for holding that torch. Oh. Yeah, why under are we support, even, why are we even 93 years this? old. Like, it's just, you know. <laughs> On a rock, rickety stage uh, that could have fallen over at any time. Can we get a T-shirt of her? Like, can we actually just, like, get Lucy oh, on yeah. a T-shirt? Just, I'd, I'd, I'll wear that in Paris next year. I'll get a photo of me standing outside, like, the, the Eiffel Tower near an Olympic rings with with a, with a frieze next to me with a Lucy Lopez on a T-shirt. And with yeah. the quote underneath, I did haircut. Want, oh, shit, yeah. I didn't yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to start acting crazy as her. Uh, I'm going to start acting crazy will be the quote on that T-shirt. Either that or I didn't want to drink anything, so I drank a lot. One of the two. You're the T-shirt man, Colin. You've got yourself a job to do. There you go. I'll contact her and I'll donate the proceeds to her hip replacement. When, when um, I'm in New York next, Rocky and I will meet up in Times Square with Billy. We'll go get pizza and a beer and we'll be wearing our, our, our T-shirts of Lucy. We can get Billy a T-shirt. He's oh, got a Billy, Billy bring gave back Billy me shirt. a T-shirt, so I've got to give him yeah. one. I owe him a T-shirt. Well, I, I gave him a T-shirt. He owes me one then. Or oh. I just paid your debt off. I don't know. <laughs> you always pay my debt off, Colin. Come on. Rossi, did you give Billy Garcia a T-shirt? <laughs> I... I... Um, didn't know this was a, a requirement <laughs> that we had to fulfill. <laughs> it's going to be right off your uh, back next time. Now that you know, <laughs> I will say that what uh, we did, sorry, Rocky. I didn't realize you were still going. No, no, uh, please. Thank you, Rocky. I appreciate it. Um, that we, we do an athlete of the games. We did that for the Commonwealth games. Mm. So we can do an athlete of the games. And then remember next year when we're doing the youth Olympics and we get to talk about 14 <laughs> to 18 year olds, we have to no, somehow no, no. talk about an athlete of the games and not that like young actor. It's like, oh, we can't, you know, give them a Razzie. If there's a 14 year old that's shit at the Youth Olympic Games, don't listen off the podium. We're going to rip into you. Since legally Ben can't host episodes about children, Jared, <laughs> you're up next time. <laughs> or Rossi's up, one of the two. No, no, no. Noah's going to study all the Youth Olympics. He's going to be doing <laughs> children's studies for the next. Uh, Is he still three. awake? He's drinking on his about his fourth beer, I think, because I've heard those cans over. Is that your fourth? <laughs> He's drinking something. <laughs> Seventh. He's been at breweries I all had, day. I had no, I had, uh, you have no in the background getting drunk. I had Remy in the background eating toast. Uh, there's nobody in the background for Jared. Jared, you're looking a little lonely Jared now. nuggets. It would be concerning if there was someone in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rossi. He's right behind you. <laughs> oh, I'd, uh, I'd let's watch quickly. Jared and Rocky go on a road trip together. That'd be a fun movie. Can you guys do a road trip one day? Amazing race? Sure. International? <laughs> That's, yeah, there yeah. we go. Proof of entertainment right there. We did try to put together teams at one point. We used to cover the Amazing Race. Uh, <laughs> uh, nobody wants to be on Kristen's team, I'm guessing. I'll be on Kristen's team. I don't team. play games. <laughs> I'll, be I'll on navigate, but that's all I'm doing. I'll put my hand up. You're on Kristen's team? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be doing everything. You're going to be chip. Uh, anybody who doesn't know the Amazing Race doesn't understand what we're talking about. Anyways. <laughs> Is she dip? <laughs> like, I don't. No? no, Chip, Chip she's and Kim. Kim. Chip and Kim. <laughs> I thought Chip and Kim. Bell. That was a funny joke, but anyway, never mind. Anyways, let's <laughs> quickly look over the medal standings. Um, Rossi, congratulations. 131 total medals after less than a week. Jesus. 58 gold. That's it. Calm down. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Stop winning medals, America. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go back and see at this point where, or not at this point, but I guess overall for what we were in Lima, 
in comparison. But uh, I mean, it's a decent haul, Rossi. So I guess that's all on you. You joined in and you gave them the boost through this great media coverage you're giving. Uh, congratulations, America. Congratulations, Rossi. I mean, it's all thanks to me. Why, why, don't thank them. Just thank me. 100%. Uh, so the entire games, and again, how many, we got 16 days, and this is of days of competition, or I guess medals were at, what, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> six days. <laughs> so we got 10 to go. Uh, so 293 was the overall haul last time. We're at 130, so 160 to go on track, America. Oh, come on. Pick Canada sitting in second, uh, 28 gold, uh, 22 silver, 24 bronze. So let's look at where that puts us compared to our predictions. Um, and, uh, what was the country we had for our tie? Paraguay. I'm a bit worried. Paraguay. Okay. Well, in all fairness with Paraguay, uh, they've, they've matched my bronze guess for them. So they just win two more gold. (laughs) I win. So, um, yeah, no more bronzes, Paraguay, please. So in the next 10 days, according to Ben, Canada can win no more than 13 more golds, uh, no more than 36 more silvers. Oh, and no more than 26 more bronzes. Oh, wait, I'm looking at my wrong thing. Hang on. Oh, no, I'm looking at Jared. I'm looking at Jared. So, Jared, that goes for you. Uh, no, I've mixed all the numbers up here. Ben, you've got no more than 13 more gold, no more than 21 more silver, and no more than 35 more bronzes. Nah, uh, 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 uh. You're underestimating my tally, my friend. Uh, I had 41, 58, 71. So they've got to win about 50 more bronze. They've got to win about 30 more silver. <laughs> and... wait, wait, wait. They're, they're at 36 bronze already, and you predicted 71 in total. Well, I'm looking at 25. Oh, 35. Yeah. What are you looking at? Uh, oh, I'm looking at America. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I can't at, keep my eyes straight. It's way too early in the morning. 23, for 25 for Canada. Um, we so, had our first yeah. snowfall today. The water it's skiing me off. commentators looking for... better by the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Stop adding medals um, to your tally, you cheat. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jared, you got 12 more golds for Canada to go. Uh, 51 silvers we could still win and 26 bronzes. So a little bit more realistic, maybe. Oh, I don't know about that silver count. <laughs> Everyone's letting me down on the silvers. Paraguay, what are you doing? You weren't meant to win any bronze. <laughs> Chile's winning all the uh, silvers. They're hosting these bloody games. They've got five gold, 12. Brazil, 24 silver. Calm down, Brazil. Rossi, you're in trouble. Canada can only win eight more golds. Uh, they can win 47 more silvers, and they can win 10 more bronzes. Uh, nope. Uh, Somewhere around there. We they can win, the they can win 10 less someone bronzes. Else. This is embarrassing. We're an award-winning podcast. Uh, math. Me and Noah with math, apparently. Uh, anyways, Rossi, you're getting math. close. Uh, I'm actually in the worst state here. for Well, Rossi for bronzes That's is true. in a lot of trouble. <laughs> 10 more bronzes. Uh, Canada can win 10 more golds. Uh, they can win 40 more silvers. And they can win 34 more bronzes. And then I'm out of it. Uh, but I got one, two, three for Paraguay, so I'm still in it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're we're well off base here. Now, of course, Cuba is uh, way down. Cuba, the second biggest uh, medal winner of all time. They're currently only at 12. They're at three, four, and five. But Slack. I don't think there's been any boxing medals awarded yet. And I don't think any wrestling. So that's where all of theirs are going to come from. Uh, what is Paraguay's uh, count right now? You said one bronze. That's it? Two bronze. Zero, zero, two. Two bronze. All right. So I can get one more bronze. Uh, ben, Ben, and I are the only ones still in it for bronzes. Oh, uh, uh, so... they could medals could be stripped. 
It's no, a possibility. That's right. <laughs> yeah, actually, the the uh, chef de mission that Canada has. When's the drug uh, testing? Is... What time is that live on on Van Am Sports? Because I'll be glued to that one. It's probably the one uh, channel but... that works. Canada's chef de mission for these uh, Pan Am Games is an Olympic gold medalist who uh, originally was bronze in London and eight years later got upgraded to a gold eight oh. years later. So we got eight years before we're officially deciding if Jared's out of this. Oh, was, uh, a race walker that happened in London too, didn't he? He went from silver yeah. to gold. So, um, yeah. Is he a Pan Am's gold medalist? Beats me. Uh, what the fuck's she doing Olympic. <laughs> These Olympians it's Olympic trial over. run. <laughs> yeah, the nerve of them, Thomas Bach. <laughs> Come on, it's all about the Pan Am. Like, give it to a Basque Pelota athlete, Canada. God, all of our famous Basque Pelota athletes. I'm uh, sure you've got a fail. I'm going to look you up. He's representing. Don't mock your Basque Pelota <laughs> athletes. We'll get them on the show. Uh, we got at least one or two more episodes in us for the Pan Am Games here, and uh, I'm very excited because it's taking me what six, seven days. And I finally discovered how to find individual sports results and replays on the CBC website. Because this entire week, I've been watching the four feeds and just clicking back and forth to see when they're carrying certain events. Now I can go back and watch replays. Uh, so well, maybe you'll get so lucky. Bad Imagine news. that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hopefully. We'll Basque just Pelota? get a VPN. No Canadian Basque Pelota athletes. I, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, come on. I'm done. Well, the... They did mention that there's only, I think, three sports that uh, Canada's never medaled in in the Panam Games, and basketball is one of them. And now we don't even have a shot. Well, I'm just trying to uh, find, this... is, it, is it like a national body of basketball? Is it like basketball <laughs> to Canada? I've gone I to... can start it. Well, I've gone to, this has taken me to Government of Canada website. Um, <laughs> one re... oh, Shit, this is like official. Justin's about to jump you on You can me. apply for accreditation. Yeah, apparently. No, there's not much. You Google your eBay, basketball to Jaiala Canadian Club at 1948. There you go. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us on Basque Pelota because Basque Pelota is now what four or five days away. Yeah, We're getting there right at the end. I'm putting this challenge out there right now. All of us have to watch at least 10 minutes of Basque Pelota and before artistic next week. rollerblading and artistic rollerblading. Yes, we need to come back with some of that. If you have to look it up on YouTube afterwards, and that, that's our assignment for the week. There's homework for this. This is what happens when Ben's not hosting, he makes you work a little bit. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, can I just add before yes. you wrap up, I just wanted to add um, Australia has announced its first Olympic athlete today for Paris. Oh, know? that's right. I forgot. Every time you tell me to remember something, I almost forget. It's all right. That's why I'm the host of the most. Um, generally, uh, you know, this period we're seeing here during the Pan Am, the, the quotas are being sort of uh, qualified, not an athlete, but Australia today formally announced, well, yesterday, by the time you're listening to this, our first athlete who not only has qualified a quota, but will be going to Paris, uh, Chelsea Gebecker, uh, is competing for Australia in the marathon swimming. Uh, of course, uh, got a silver and a bronze medalist at the World Championships this year. Uh, she's a national six-time champion in the 10Ks. And uh, it will be the first time that uh, swimming has taken place in the Paris Olympics. They, they held the actual swimming, not just marathon swimming, in the Seine. Back in 1900. So uh, now they're just going, oh, well, we're built a pool now. And, <laughs> Not uh, posting the swimming in Tahiti. No. They're happy to have that. <laughs> <laughs> Giving that one to uh, to Luxembourg, I think, uh, there. But um, Chelsea, she actually, uh, there will be a third Olympic, so she competed in uh, Rio and Paris. So uh, congratulations, Chelsea. Welcome back to the Olympics. 
Congratulations, Chelsea. Uh, and congratulations, Rossi. You survived the drive to work and I guess are currently hard at work on doing whatever it is you do. So thank you for joining us and sparing the company's time and dollars. Whatever I can do for the cause, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, a lazy hey. bastard drinking beer to the right of me. And thank you, Jared, for having nobody in the background uh, in your episode. It is not distracting in the least. No worries. Anytime. And you know what? Uh, I semi-take back my stance on surfboarding. Women's longboard surfboarding is uh, where we're at. So much, much more face planning uh, into the ocean, uh, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Oh, Christian, oh now i got to check this out. Oh, Christian Kymerson here of Brazil has got a massive wedgie, and um, it's not exactly... Uh, <laughs> thrilling forward on the board walk back on the board this athlete's got a freaking kid on the the beach she's just chilling with a kid digging in the sand like you're not there for the olympics for a holiday in chile lazy and ben thank you for all of your expertise uh and thank you for keeping noah restrained and somewhat sober he's got his headphones in and he's watching something on his phone so i don't actually know what he's uh is it swimming watching porn maybe he's watching the surfing it was getting Surfing, into the yes. Oh, they've gone to shoreboard now. Oh, Splash! <laughs> Swim! Now they can actually jump and do stuff. Uh, we'll be back next week for a week 1.5 slash 2 coverage. Uh, shout out to Jason Momoa. Shout out to the Birmingham Bull. And shout out to 93-year-old Lucy Lopez. High jumping over a cauldron. And remember to go left. <laughs>